City, you're listening to the Underground Radio, bringing you all of the very best Pokemon news and views this side of Twist Mountain. I'm Josh. I'm Ken. And I'm Sam. For today's broadcast, we'll be checking in with the news desk, talking about our week in Pokemon. Uh, we'll be checking out the very newest TCG set that will be coming out on May 7th, and we'll also be spotlighting one of the new fairy-type Pokémon that has come out with the sixth generation of the Pokémon games. So sit back, relax, and give your Radio Rotome what it wants. <laughs> that was very good, Sam. You totally just completely ad-libbed that. I did. <laughs> I didn't even notice that until you started talking. I was like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> There's literally nothing <laughs> that he is saying right now. Yep. And that is why Sam rocks. <laughs> that is why Sam rocks. Thank you. So, Josh, um, what have you been up to in your week in Pokemon? Breeding Scyther. Scyther? Breeding all of the Scyther ever. I, I had a League member give me some pretty old-school Pokemon items. Oh. And she handed them to me, and I was like, all right, what do you want for them? I, I don't care what it takes. I need to give you something. She's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I was like, no, for real. I will breed you something. She's like, well, how about a shiny Scyther? Oh. Like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> because the last time I bred a shiny Pokemon for somebody at League, it was 4,000-ish was... eggs. Yep. No, no, hang on. Before the the one before that, it only took you thirty two. So that it was thirty five. Thirty five. Come on, but, it was a lot longer than thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, oh. yes, it's I've I've bred so many Scyther already, and I I had the, almost a full box of five IV Scyther with you know everything but special attack, and realized I hadn't saved my game in a while, but my system died. Oh no. Ouch. So I have started over. I'm up to about a half a box again. So I've I've probably gone through about five five to six hundred eggs Ufta. already. So I'm still working on it though. So that's most of what I've been doing in game. Um this Thursday I actually fought people at league. Yes. It was weird. I was telling Kent earlier I, I went out um the way that we have our room set up, we've got a bunch of tables. And then we've got a couple tables sitting a different direction than the normal ones. And the league leaders and I sit behind it because there's an outlet back there for me to plug in the laptop and, you know, all that jazz. But today I went out and I sat with the common folk at league. 
<laughs> and played a little bit of Pokemans, and it was good. I used my Furret, and he really, really wrecked people. Which is funny to say that a furret can do that. Well, you know, that's what happens when you are a certified Pokemon master. You can do ridiculous things with Pokemon. With a furret. (laughs) Who does that? Josh Massey. That's true, that's true. (laughs) I've heard of that guy. He's a bit insane from everything I've heard, but whatever. Just, Just a little bit. And outside of that... Um, I guess the only other news is I've been talking to Christine Noah from Dallas, and she um, messaged me earlier, I guess it was middle of last week, and told me that she read this uh, glowing report of me that a guy wrote for me to work video game at Nationals. Oh, so. Yes, I'm crossing all of the fingers that I can work the video game tournament at Nationals. She said, if um, that doesn't take place, though, I'm definitely working with her for TCG. So I will be working Nationals 100%. That is a guaranteed thing. I'm just really pulling for that um, suggestion for me to do VGC to go through and for them to pick me up for that. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Like I I can't wait to just go to the tournament, but to be a part of it and you know to be able to see some of the inner workings of it are going to be pretty sweet. Indeed. Yeah. But really, that's about it for me lately. Okay. Uh, how about you, Kent? Well, um, first I guess I have to uh, get this shout out. Uh, done because i've been sitting on it for probably two months now okay. uh, but it's a it's a shout out to cross west uh who goes by the uh, the twitter handle at ryuk apples 8688 uh he helped me out um by getting me the last uh, hidden ability pokemon that i needed to uh have a complete set in black two nice and just i mean Literally in the nick of time too, because um, we're less than, or we're we're just outside of two weeks away from the shutdown. Uh, the shutdown for the the DS and the Wii. So, yeah. So huge shout out to that guy. Thanks, thanks so much, because that really saved me so much time and pain. <laughs> um, Our Pokemon other... community is the best community. It is. It really is. Uh, other than that, um, I've gotten 10 Pokemon bred up for the Striaton Radio Challenge, um, which is supposed to be kicking off here sometime in early May, I believe. Um, but you can, the, what the deal is with that, you can have um, 10 Pokemon and switch between them, um, not between. Um, like it, the games that you fight against an opponent, but um, between the the matches um, where you're fighting different opponents. Okay. So, so yeah, I got I got my ten bred up, and uh, so they're ready for that now. Um, I've also been trying to kind of BP grind in the battle mazon. 
And I swear that thing, it learns your strategy and then it tries to compensate for it. It's the weirdest thing ever. And like, I don't want to get into too much detail because I'll probably end up giving something away as far as my strategy, but I'll, I will say that within probably seven battles, I was starting to see counters to what I was running in the battle maze on. So <laughs> it was like the game was actively trying to beat me by nullifying my strategy. It was weird. Pokemon is a <laughs> hacker. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, and then we had the the April friendly, which did not go well for me, but oh. um, after that, I started doing the online rating battles, and I'm sitting at uh, rating of 1577, or 1577, or 1557, sorry. Uh, 1557 points, and um, that's 12 wins and 9 losses so far. So, I don't have too many battles in yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Not bad. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really about it for me. Uh, how about you, Sam? What have you been up to? Well... I've been busying myself with a lot of the administrative functions of League up here. There are going to be a number of tournaments that I'm going to be holding at my Pokemon League. The first of which that's coming up will be the League Challenge that'll be at Paradox just today. So that's going to be super exciting. There's going to be somebody coming down from the... Uh, Twin Cities. Oh, awesome. Wow. Somebody will be coming down for that one. Um, I get the understanding that it's a junior or a senior. Um, I don't think he's a master, and it's sounding like he just needs to grind for a couple more points there, the championship points anyway, to be able to qualify for either nationals or worlds. Wow. And, yeah, they're just trying to build it up and get enough just under the buzzer here before Nationals. So we're going to show him a amazing time down here, as at least I would hope. And then we'll hopefully get more people coming down from the cities to get their championship points as well. Because, I mean, we run, th- you know, at least two champion or two premier tournaments a month so you know why not yeah yeah so that sounds like a good time yeah then i was also going to be holding a trading card tournament at my league on thursday and that was going to be a mono grass and colorless trading card tournament and the uh, participants in that, if they use the card of Chestnut, they'll get extra points on their trainer card. So, <laughs> then we're also going to be doing our Elite Four challenge again, and I'm researching a singles team that I can breed up for that one, because I have not done that yet, 
and I've still got plenty of time. It's not until May 29th, so. Nice. So, yeah, I'll have plenty of time to set up for that one, and it sounds like my other Elite Four members are getting set up for that one as well. Um, We've got some very interesting spreads for teams so far. I'll be sure to let everybody know what those are after the tournament, just so that, you know, any listeners in the Fargo-Moorhead area aren't listening and just be like, oh, now I know what all the E4 members' Pokemon are. (laughs) Nope, not going to get that from me right now. Nope. And, yeah, then I'm also going to be holding my premiere challenge on the 15th. And that's going to basically be, like, a league challenge for the video game. Nice. Yeah, I was the... I was one of the TOs up here that was given the go-ahead to hold those tournaments. And I set mine up. And... Hopefully everything will work out pretty well. Um, I'm expecting a fairly sizable turnout. Well, for Fargo anyway. And, you know, hopefully it'll encourage people to participate a little bit more. So, I think... Yeah, definitely. I think some people are scared of the prospect of competition at my league, and I'm trying to break that uh, mindset so well I mean who can compete with Sam I mean he's just well, such that's... an awesome Pokemon trainer <laughs> thank you but you know that's just it though no I'm I'm always organizing the tournaments I never play <laughs> in them <laughs> oh and that kind of was a bit of a detriment for me at regionals just because I hold tournaments more than I play in them nowadays but mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to find a happy balance between being the guy who runs all the things and then also actually playing the games. So, I know Josh has had troubles with that as well, so... Yes, yes. We all get to that point as owners and leaders and things. Yep. Mm-hmm. I also was given a present by the four people who I took down to regionals with me. They all chipped together and bought me a t-shirt, the design of which uh, Darren Cole did, and it was the very first piece of memorabilia for the Underground Radio in the form of the t-shirt that read, The Underground Radio... Sunny Shore City established 2012 with a picture of the Radio Rotome in the center. That's so cool. I need to see this shirt, Sam. I I know. I am planning on wearing the shirt to the League Challenge today, and I'll get somebody to take a picture of me with it and the lab coat on. So Yes, that is a wonderful, did... wonderful plan. So yes, it was pretty huge. I really appreciated it, and I was... I super wasn't expecting it. I had just gone through the process. I think, well... No, I still have to talk to Garvin, because Garvin kind of disappeared, but uh, I was returning the money that everybody uh, had paid in that was extra for the trip. Turns out I over-budgeted the trip by $230. Mm. 
Oh, jeez. So everybody got 46 back. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm The total for everybody ending and, you know, net afterwards was $94 a person to go down to Madison, stay for a couple nights, and come back. So I think I did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah, bad at all. Sure. <laughs> um, and then... In Flashfire-related news, I pre-ordered two boxes. Yep. That's, wow. It's good work, Sam. <laughs> I figured it would be a little cheaper than trying to pick up the various individual packs that are being released at Targets and Walmarts and that sort of thing a little early. And, I don't know, it's probably cheaper anyway in the long run, because I, knowing me, I would have just continued to buy packs of Flashfire. So... <laughs> Yeah. And now I, I have think trading that's material. That's a good decision. Yes. Very good decision, Sam. Because I know a couple people at League aren't going to be buying any of Flashfire. They're pretty much relying solely on trades to get them by. So. <laughs> Bunch of slackers. <laughs> and otherwise, that is just about everything I had for Pokemon Chatter. There was one other thing, but I'm going to save that for news because. That's an important news topic. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Yes. All right. I do have to kick in an extra piece, though. I apologize, because okay. I completely spaced out. I already had my VG League challenge. Yes, you did. And completely forgot to mention that. I apologize to everybody, because now you talk again. But, um, yeah, I had my VG League challenge, and I was a little bit disappointed with the numbers, honestly. We, we had 29 people participate and I was expecting a lot more than that. Oh. But um, Dallas had their tournament the night before, which I was unaware of. Okay. And there were a lot of people that went up to Dallas, and the Dallas tournament didn't end until 1 in the morning. Ouch. And my tournament started at 9. <laughs> so, yeah, it would have been... The people that were at that tournament would have had to leave Dallas right after the tournament and basically drive straight through the corpus with no sleep and participate in our tournament the following morning. So this next tournament that I have scheduled, we will not have that same issue. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we had 29 people participate, which it was it was decent. But we had a couple guys coming in from out of town. Um, one of them, Stephen Morioka, is ranked number 10 in the U.S. for CP right now for championship points. Wow. Cool. So yeah, yeah, he he came in and it was exciting to see one of the bigger names in Pokemon. He's been playing since I believe Oh five Oh six, somewhere around there. He's been playing competitively since it was, you know, singles, mm -hmm. but it was, it was a good tournament. Um, our kid Ray Ray Rodriguez, uh, the one who won the state tournament, he took first for the juniors in this tournament, Aaron Casas, one of our league members from here who I want to say he took third in state, for the seniors, he ended up winning the senior tournament. And then um, Jeff Dean, one of my league leaders, ended up winning the Masters division. And I, I'm sure Jeff will listen to this episode at some point, so don't take this the wrong way, Jeff. But it was kind of a surprise. Because we had a lot of big names in Pokemon. I mean, even just our league members that are, ones that are always win winning the tournaments got beat by Jeff. So it was really cool to see him kind of sneak in from behind and take everybody out. 
but yeah, yeah, our, our tournament was, it was pretty solid. Like I, I was excited for being able to run one of the bigger events and have, you know, the opportunity to run a proper tournament, not yeah. just one of our laid back, just hanging out tournaments that we <laughs> normally do. So yeah, it was, it was a really fun, really cool experience. And I'm super stoked for the next one that we get to do. And if you have any questions or anything before yours come up, I learned a few things from my first, Sam. So feel free to ask. Sounds but, good. But yes, yes, that is now everything that I have to say. All right. Then we'll move on to the news desk. <laughs> And welcome to the news desk. We have a couple of items here from the last couple of weeks. The first of which is that the Pokemon Company had been holding some auditions for commentators for both their U.S. Nationals and their World's Championship tournaments. And both Josh and I, and Natil have all submitted entries for the tournament, or for the audition here. And it has been super exciting. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Like, for them to give us that opportunity is just amazing. It is. The, uh, you could either submit a video game or a trading card game one. Natil and I did both. <laughs> or you could do both. <laughs> And we submitted those into the Pokemon Company. The cutoff date was April 21st. And, you know, we I thought about it just the other day. I thought, you know, it's it feels like it's been such a long time. And then I looked at an actual calendar, and it's only been about two weeks. So I'm we'll give the Pokemon Company a little more time here. Um, and we'll let all the listeners know what happens with our submissions there. And to anybody who does end up getting the spot there, congratulations in advance. And yeah, it it's a fantastic opportunity for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, best of luck, Mateel, Sam, and Josh. <laughs> I hope I hope at least one of you guys gets it. If all three of you got it, that would be super awesome. But I, I really do hope at least one of you gets it. It would just be the podcast. It would be. Forget commentating Pokemon videos. We'd just do an episode of the podcast, and they'd be like, what the heck, who are these people? <laughs> Why are they podcasting in the middle of this event? <laughs> We're so confused. They can't record this. <laughs> Broadcasting uh, from Sunny Shore City. This is the Underground Radio. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it, too. Then the really should do that. The Pokemon Company people would just be like, who decided to take these guys on the air? And <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, moving on. The May International Challenge is coming up shortly. Uh, the registration period will be from Thursday, May 8th, 2014, at essentially midnight, um, Universal uh, coordinated time through Thursday, May 15th at 11.59 UTC. 
Uh, and then the actual competition will be going on from Friday, May 16th at midnight UTC until Sunday, May 18th at 11.59. All right. So, and for anybody that doesn't know, um, as far as universal coordinated time, uh, if you live in the central time zone, it's UTC minus five because we're in daylight savings right now. All right. So adjust accordingly depending on where you live. (laughs) Sounds good. That's a thing. It is a thing. All right. And for the next little bit of news, Pokemon Art Academy has been announced. Um, It's going to be coming out on the 3DS. It's going to be a retail and download game. Um, As of right now, I don't know any details about U.S. or European release for sure. We're hoping, crossing all of our fingers. But it is going to be a spinoff of Pokemon and Art Academy, which are both series of games. I don't. Do we have any Art Academy games in the U.S.? I think we had a couple, but they were just, you know, Art Academy games. Yeah, they weren't anything yeah. intense. Well, this like is Pokemon, Pokemon, so I want it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, the game, the game itself has 40 different tutorials that you go through that teaches you how to draw Pokemon like a champ. So for those of you who love Ken Sugimori and want to be like him, pray and hope and cry if they don't, but hope that they get it out for us here in the States and in Europe. And it's not just a Japanese game because I want to draw Pokemon more good, more gooder, more bester than the others. (laughs) <laughs> because yes i love pokemon and i love to doodle so being able to doodle awesome looking pokemon would be sweet yep and it would make my soul happy well there you go we also had a announcement from european nationals apparently the german arm of the pokemon company international has authorized that a shiny mamoswine will be given out to those who play at the or who to those who play and even to those who spectate at the VGC Nationals this uh upcoming month. Uh the Mamoswine is apparently one that was very similar to the one that Arashamadi had from Worlds last year. And hmm. it's level fifty and it'll have Icicle Spear, Earthquake, Icicle Crash, and Rock Slide. And the event will be distributed at the German National Championships, um, which actually just happened here in Bochum, Germany. It'll be also distributed at the UK National Championships May 24th through the 25th in Manchester. So for our UK listeners... Manchester, and for the Italian National Championships, it'll be May 31st through June 1st in Asajo. And this is distributed to anybody at the tournament or just participants? No, oh, uh, participants and spectators. Yeah. So even if you're not going to Nationals, go to Nationals. Indeed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, 
Kindle owners can now get the Pokemon TV app. So if you didn't have it already, go download it because Pokemon TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of a cool app. Like I've used it to watch a few of the movies that have popped up on there. And I like the app. And my phone is the size of a television, so it works out very nicely for me. Yeah, you have a gigantic phone. <laughs> I, I've i been toying around with downloading it for my iPad, but I still haven't pulled the trigger, so maybe I will. Just do it. Even if it's just for the movies, like when the Keldeo movie came out, it yeah. came out on the app. So that's right. how I was able to watch it, and it was it was exciting. Yeah. 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 And Pokemon... And, and Pokemon. And Pokemon. Yes. And for our final piece of news for the day, um, this has been a few weeks out now, I believe, but Charizard and Greninja are playable characters on the new Super Smash Brothers game. And that makes me happy. It does. I'm so going to play as Shiny Greninja. I don't know if they're going to have Shiny Greninja, Kent. Mm, they better. It's <laughs> like... You can you can always you can you can mess around with the the color palettes or at least you used to be able to. That's so. true. That's true. I did forget about that. So yeah, they probably will. You're you're yes, good call. Shiny Greninja. But I'm actually excited to play as Charizard, but because before you could play as what was it, Charizard, Ivysaur, or Squirtle, with the trainer. Yes. I, I'm excited to just have Charizard. Yep. I mean, Squirtle was honestly probably the best of the three, if you ask me. Of but course. it's nice to not have to switch around and to be able yeah. to stick with your main character. Indeed. And the the gameplay videos that I've seen, the, the graphics look pretty solid for this game. So I'm excited to see Pokemon in other 3D aspects than just their um, Pokemon X and Y sprites and all that yeah. jazz. Yeah, Definitely. Okay, so that's news. We'll also move into the main topic here then, which is all about the new TCG set. It's going to be a very solid set. As I said, I pre-ordered two boxes now. I anticipate trading away a lot of things, and I've heard that the pull rates are excellent. So That's that's a good sign. Yes. It is a good sign. I've had people going out and getting packs at Walmart, and then coming back with Full Art Lysander, Full Art Charizard EX, and, you know, Full Art... Uh, Pokemon fan club, so we're looking at some pretty good pulls. No full art Emolga yet? No full art Emolga. (laughs) 
Did you ever burn that one, Josh? No, I still need to do it. I didn't get a full art, but I did get two of the standard art. So I am going to start that thing on fire. I'm going to record it, and then I'm going to post it to the Facebook page. There you go. (laughs) Uh... All right. So we'll kind of kick this guy off here with the grass Pokemon of this set. And there are only really two or, yeah, two evolution lines that are pretty well worth talking about here. Um, the first of which is the Butterfree line. And the Butterfree line is pretty cool because both Caterpie and Metapod have the ability Adaptive Evolution, which says that you can evolve this Pokemon during your first turn or the turn you play it. So you could very potentially get yourself a Butterfree turn one. That's a pretty cool ability. Yep. Yeah, it is a pretty cool ability. Its attacks aren't too terribly bad either. Um, if you can get the Butterfree up to its stage 2, for Quiver Dance, 1 Grass Energy, you search your deck for a basic energy card and attach it to Butterfree. And when you attach an energy that way, you heal 40 damage off of him. And, you know, you could potentially turn 2 have Gust ready to go. Which is okay. I I think Quiver Dance would be better if you could put the energy on any other Pokemon because seventy damage for three energy. I mean, yes, getting a stage two turn one is kind of cool, but I don't know how much work he's going to get done with only seventy damage. Yeah, Mono Grass and Colorless Tournament. <laughs> that, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and we also had Shiftry, and I've had a lot of people at the Sunday League be super, super excited about Shiftry. I don't go to the Sunday League, but I am also super excited about Shiftry. Shiftry is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Ability Leaf Draw. Once during your turn, you can discard a Grass Energy from your hand. If you do, draw three cards. Also, Mono Grass and Colorless Tournament. That would be Mm -hmm. a pretty awesome one. But for everybody else who also runs a Grass deck... Or a deck out deck, Mitch. Or a deck out deck. <laughs> uh, and he also has a pretty awesome attack in the form of Deranged Dance, which does 20 damage times the number of benched Pokemon. So it's kind of it's kind of like the Empoleon of old, but you just can't discard Execute anymore, which was stupid overpowered just (laughs) diving draw diving draw one two diving draw one two and it's just like all that propagation it hurts (laughs) it hurts so bad (laughs) that hurts so good it 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 did hurt so good i'm (laughs) not gonna lie depends on which uh which end of the attack you're on yeah true so fire which is the crux of this whole thing um josh you said you should talk to us about the various charizard ex that are coming out oh, too many charizard ex all charizard ex yes all actually every single fire card that's coming out is charizard ex so we're gonna get nine different charizard ex mega or standard and that is a lie. I apologize to those listeners that just took me seriously. Um, now, we have two of the standard Charizard EX. And they're they're both good. I mean, the EXs are all solid Pokemon. I believe they both... Yeah, they both have 180 HP. 
Uh, the first Charizard I'm going to talk about has the first attack is Stoke for one color, colorless energy, if I could speak. Uh, you flip a coin. If heads, you get to search your deck for three basic energy cards and attach them to that Charizard EX. Which, if you're flipping coins and getting heads, that's pretty solid because his second attack, you discard one energy attached to him. He needs one fire, three colorless, and you do fire blast for 120 damage. So turn one, you use Stoke, flip heads, turn two, you get to attack with Fire Blast. It's not too bad a deal, because there are going to be people that, you know, will throw him out with Embor with this new set coming out. They'll be able to pull their old Embors and, you know, add all of the fire ever, but this Charizard can do everything all on its own. Yep. So One, one thing I do want to point out with this Charizard, it doesn't say fire energy it just says three basic energy and i don't want to get too far ahead of of where we're going with this but that is going to be a key player in another one of the the cards that we're going to talk about oh yeah pikachu pikachu yes (laughs) that's right uh but yeah the second charizard ex i know there are a lot of people that like him more for other reasons but we'll you know that might not be my first choice but we'll talk about him too uh his first attack is three colorless energy uh wing attack and no extra effect 60 damage 20 damage per energy meh meh and then his second attack is Combustion Blast, where he needs two fireless, two color or two fireless. Wow. Two fireless. fire, two colorless for 150 damage, and he can't use Combustion Blast during his next turn. So, you know, if people are throwing him in with a Keldeo with a float stone, you know, they can Rush swap him out. Exactly. Russian retreat, use combustion blast every turn. With the Embor, they can also throw on the energy very quickly, yes. But the extra 30 damage and then needing a whole bunch of support to work properly, he's, he's not my first choice. Mm-hmm. But um, they're both sitting at two, re- two retreat cost, two or times two weakness to water. So, I mean, they're very, very similar outside of just their attacks. Indeed. And then we've got the Mega Zard Fire Explosion of Y. Yes. And he's sitting at 220 HP, so he gains that extra 40 for Mega Evolving. Just like the other Mega Pokemon, when you Mega Evolve, you can't do anything else on your turn. Uh, But he has the Crimson Dive, which is two fire, three colorless, 300 damage, and does 50 damage to himself. And I don't care who you are. If you are taking 300 damage, you are not surviving that attack. Nope. That is all there is to it, Pokemans. It reminds me of um, the... Oh, crap. Um, The Curum that came out in, I want to say, Boundaries Crossed. The Black Curum like EX? That. Yes, the Black Curum EX, but you, you had to have the, uh, the I, I think it was Crystal Edge. Oh, yeah. To be able to do 300. Kick mm-hmm. it up to 300, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Super hyper mega attack. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. 
And then, really, aside from the Charizards, the only other fire-type Pokemon to talk about is Pyroar. Yep. Ooh, and yes. Pyroar is actually pretty interesting. I'm excited to see if anybody, you know, works a deck around him. But he's sitting at 110 HP, which for a Stage 1 isn't terrible. Um, but the reason he will be used, as far as I'm thinking, is going to be the Intimidating Main where that ability prevents all damage done to him by attacks from your opponent's basics. So, so now, that is any EX that isn't a Mega. I, that was going to be my question, is whether Megas are considered an evolution, because technically, I mean, yep, an and EX is an EX is an EX. It does say on the Mega card there, evolves from, yep. you know, whatever EX that it evolves from. So it is an evolved Pokemon. Yeah, it isn't a basic Pokemon anymore. A Mega doesn't count as a basic. Okay. Yeah, and Pyroar's attack, Scorching Fang, does 60 plus 30 if you discard a fire energy attached to him. You know, it's sufficient to two-shot just about any EX that is ever out there. So, I don't know, it's, it's like Josh said, it'd be... There are going to be people who build decks with Pyroar, but I don't think they're going to be very numerous... You're probably going to see them few and far between just because Pyroar is something that'll be difficult to work in, but everybody is going to have to consider Pyroar for their decks because nobody can just run straight basics anymore and just kind of hope that they don't run into a Pyroar. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're trying to stop the EXs, you're probably at this point better off with the Sigilyph and the Suicune. Yep. But... He could be very, very interesting for when they cycle, or if somebody's running a fire deck and just wants to do something a little different. Indeed. And those are the fires. Yep. Kent, you should talk to us about some of the water-type Pokemon here. All right. Well, um, I guess the the two biggest um, water types uh, that will probably come out of this set are the Melodic and Walrein. So uh, get, we'll get into uh, Melodic first here. Um, it has the ability Energy Grace, which says uh, once during your turn, before your attack, you may knock out this Pokemon. If you do, attach three basic energy from your discard pile to one of your Pokemon, excluding Pokemon EX. So... Um, Basically, if if I'm reading this right, it's it's somewhat similar to the the six foot under um, Cofagrius, and I can't remember which set that was from. But you would you would knock it out, and then um, the Cofagrius did damage, whereas this one uh, you attach energy to a yep. Pokemon. So that's that's kind of an interesting ability. I mean, you you would be sacrificing a uh, a prize card to your opponent, but it would be a kind of a nice way to get something else powered up a little bit quicker. It would be an instant recharge for any Pokemon, essentially, that would be able to do damage to a big attacker. So pretty much, and then sacrificing one prize for potentially two. So. Right, yeah. 
And then it does have an attack uh, for one water and two colorless. Uh, it does waterfall for 60 damage. So, it, again, 20 damage per energy. Meh. It, yeah. it, it'll if, if it is used, it'll more than likely be used for the ability rather than anything else. Yes, if it's used. Right. Um, and then the wall rain... Uh, it's got 150 HP. Uh, the attacks are for one water and two colorless. It'll do powder snow for 60 damage. And the opponent's active is now asleep. And then for two water and two colorless, it does big tusk for 120 minus 10 damage for each damage counter on the Pokemon. Which, that's... It's kind of a... An, an interesting move for a TCG card. I mean, that, that's... I, personally, since I've been in the game, which hasn't been really long, but I've never seen a, uh, a, a card that has a minus. It's usually 120 plus or, you know, times or whatever. So this... It, it, if I were to kind of compare it to something from the video game, I would say it's probably like a water spout. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think water spout it, uh, it decreases decreases in power the more damage that you've taken. So it would be similar to that. Yep. Yeah. And they, they have had cards like this in the past where they have done less damage if you have damage on you. Or I think there were even a couple cards that did less damage if the opponent already had damage. Like, they did more of your first hit. But Mm -hmm. the thing with this that is just wrong is that it's only 120 base. It should be at least 150. Yeah, I noticed that. Because you can can actually get negative damage. (laughs) Yeah, would you... I know you wouldn't heal them, but that's basically... Well, I'm doing negative 30, so you're going to heal this turn. Yep. But, yeah, I, I just think that that's the one issue with this card. I mean, if he was doing 150, he wouldn't be that bad. But no. the fact that his big tusk could do zero damage is just kind of sad. It is. It is. And Walrein doesn't deserve that. No. We also had Avalug, who also had the attack Shatter, which says to discard any stadium card in play. And... That's a pretty interesting ability, considering that stadiums are such a huge part of the metagame now. So if anybody was building a water deck and they had, you know, they really wanted to get rid of that stadium, for four energy, they could certainly do it. So yeah, after Avalug, you know, he might see a little bit of use, might not. You know, it might be useful just to discard a stadium, or you could just run your own counter stadium, so... Who knows? Yeah, I mean, for for four energy, it, it, it might be a decent move, but I don't know. It, it seems like a pretty high cost to just be able to discard a, a stadium. Yeah, but I suppose if you weren't running any stadiums in your deck, then... Yeah. So yeah. It would be a good option. Indeed. Then we also have the lightning set which got nothing. Lightning got the shaft. Yep. I mean, it, it got an EX, which is pretty much useless. 
let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two evolutionary lines, which really don't amount to much either. Yep. Um, so. Luxray is kind of a... It's it's not a good card. I mean, I don't see it being used all that much, except in, you know, casual tournaments. And Heliosk, Heliolisk, rather, uh, his Parabolic Charge is essentially a Professor's Letter, and you can probably just run Professor's Letter. Yeah, it would it would make more sense to just run the Professor's Letter than try and set up a Stage 1. Indeed. And then we also have our uh, Psychic lineup, which got some actually pretty good stuff this time around. Yeah, um, they did get the Toxicroak EX, which um, its triple poison is kind of reminiscent to the uh, the Crobat... Ultra Toxic from, Fang. Yes, the Ultra Toxic Fang. So yeah. that, that would be an interesting card to For see. one energy less and for a basic Pokemon, too. That's, yes. that's fast to get it that is. poison up. <laughs> um, we, there, to combine with that, too, there's also the Dusk Noir, which is kind of a rehashing of the Dusk Noir from before, which says which also has an ability, which also lets you move damage counters. Uh, it makes you move damage counters to the Dusk Noir, though, from your side of the field, as opposed to moving around your opponent's damage counters. And its attack does uh, lets you put damage counters on one of your opponent's Pokémon equal to the number of damage counters on this Pokémon. So you, you, could you could potentially drop 120 damage counters on any Pokémon that you wanted, and then also follow it up with a Meowstic Chaser, which has its ear influence attack for one psychic energy. You move as many damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon as you like to any of your opponent's other Pokemon in any way you like. Yeah, I, I think that'll be a, a, a pretty interesting strategy, um, you know, because... I've seen so much damage manipulation with the old Dusknor yep. that it, it's it seems to be you know everybody's favorite uh, damage manipulation uh, technique. So it's, it's a very solid thing, and you know seeing the rehashing of the Dusknor and the damage manipulation with Meowstic and Toxicroak. Yeah, it's they're definitely bringing a lot of things back for the newest set, which kind of makes me think that we're not we're not going to be seeing a lot of these older cards that do essentially the same thing for too much longer. Yeah. Well, the only thing that makes me wonder if damage manipulation is going to continue is the fact that Meowstic's um, damage manipulator. Uh, is an attack as opposed to with Dusknor where it was an ability. Well, I suppose if you're putting down enough damage counters on the opponent, you could you could easily use Meowstic to snipe out Pokemon from the bench. With one ear influence, you could potentially knock out three Pokemon. I know that would just 
tossing the 120 damage counters onto an active and then using ear influence afterwards to move all of those onto, say, a uh, Blastoise or a um, or a Aromatis or, you know, anything like that would hurt a whole heck of a lot. So. Yeah. And then okay. we have fighting, which I, it, it's fighting. It yeah. It fighting and elect. Uh, yeah, fighting and electric both wound up with um, just kind of they they really didn't get anything no. with this this set. Um, Maybe the one thing. The one thing is I see. It, this this is probably oh no the Japanese card that they have up on Bulbapedia says that explosion does 150 damage but uh-huh. Golem only does 100 damage to itself and yep. it has 150 HP yep so you That's could potentially weird. use explosion twice yeah um. Huh. And who knows, maybe Golem might see a little more use in the next rotation where they have that special fighting energy coming out. Yeah. I don't know what it does. I don't think anybody knows what it does. <laughs> but, you know, it's... It's... You know, it's there are five fighting cards in this set, and none of them were particularly any good, at least right now. So... Yeah. We'll see if that changes in the future. Um, for Dark-type Pokémon... Um, we got some cards that were okay. It's mostly been just the ones that you would use, like, replacing some of the ones that you have in your decks now. Well, okay. I have a huge problem with the dark type in this set, and here's why. They have Sandile. They have Crocorock. They do not have a crocodile. I see. And I don't know why. There is no reason for them not to have printed another crocodile. Unless they just wanted to use the crocodile from before, too. Well, yes, but I mean, if if that's the case, why not just reprint it in this set? That's a whole lot of cro- that's a whole lot of crocodile though. Yeah, it's so. true. So yeah, um, there was also the Sneasel with Icy Wind. For one colorless, you put your Pokemon, your opponent to sleep. That is pretty solid. So. Yeah. No, it's not bad by any means. Nope, it's a nice early game way to get that taken care of. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Steel-type Pokemon were the <laughs> steel type was a joke in flash fire yep there they, are two cards they got two cards one of them was a foratress um the ability thorn tempest uh when you play it from your hand to evolve a pokemon you can put a damage counter on each of your opponent's pokemon sort of in the same vein as you know the the steel the i guess metal the metal types got a lot of abilities like that where you play it from your hand to evolve a Pokemon and you, you know, would 
either have somebody discard the top cards of your deck or you do damage or you know steel type cards just tend to do that a lot metal type yeah. um and there was also the durant uh he's sort of similar to the uh devour durant from many moons ago this time around he has chip off you discard cards from your opponent's hand at random until he or she has four remaining so hmm. you you might get lucky and take out a supporter or a mega evolution card or something like that so yeah certainly not going to have many decks built around it no but it might be might be an interesting tech yeah and, you know, kind of following it up, the fairy-type Pokemon did have to get another spot here in our coverage, just I, just because I, he, they are the fairy-type, they are the newest type here. And they got a couple of really cool cards. Um, the Floette, uh, well, I guess one of the two Floette, has the ability Flower Veil, where all grass Pokemon get another 20 HP. Nice. And, you know, it is a stage one, so you'd still have to evolve it from Flabebe's, but if you got it going, you know, if you really needed that extra HP on your grass Pokemon, you could certainly tech some of those in if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the whole Flabebe to, Fla- to Florgis line has also been um, kind of... Either you're using the Flabebe with Aromatherapy to heal 10 damage from all of your Pokemon, or you're using the other Floette and the other Florgis for Petal Blizzard to do 10 or 20, respectively, to each of your opponent's Pokemon. And the Florgis also comes with the brilliant ability to Brilliant Search. Ha, brilliant. Ha, um, brilliant! And it lets you search for three cards in your deck and then put them right into your hand. You don't even have to show your opponent what you took. You could take three different kinds of energy cards or three first tickets. Who knows? You could you could <laughs> do whatever you wanted, and you wouldn't have to show your opponent. And I've kind of been playtesting with a full-text Florgis. Basically, I just wrote down everything it did on a old energy card. And... It's It worked out pretty well in the one instance for me, but that deck was pretty much built to be only X and Y, so I didn't get very far, but it, it still worked out pretty well. Yeah. And then uh, Dragon Types. Kent, you should talk to us about Ooh, yes, those. the Dragon Types. Well, the first one, obviously, is going to be the, the Mega Charizard EX. And this one is the one that I was alluding to earlier where um, the Charizard EX with Stoke can pull three basic energies of any type. Uh, the the Dragon-type Mega Charizard EX has an attack Wild Blaze that uh, requires two fire, one dark, and two colorless for 300 damage. So that, I think... If if this dragon type Mega Charizard is used, it's definitely going to be used with the Stoke. Oh yes, Charizard EX because um, it gives it the 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 best opportunity to get that Dark type energy onto it. Then combine that with Darkrai, and then 
you've got a free retreat, 300 damage Pokemon. Yep. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I can't lie. Oof, um, and then we also have uh, Dragalgi, or Dragalgi, or I don't even know how to say this. I can't even say it. Yeah. The 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 thing that evolves from Skrelp. Yes. That one. Um, it has the ability Poison Barrier, which uh, your opponent's poisoned Pokemon can't retreat. That's and, also going uh, to be huge. It is, especially with its uh, its move, Poison Breath. It does 60 damage, and you flip a coin. If it's heads, then your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned. So... You know, and I don't see him actually getting used as an attacker. I would see him as bench-sitting, because his ability still works, even if right. he's on the bench. So you could easily just tech him into any deck that runs Hypnotoxic Laser and Verbank, and then just laugh as your opponent can't even retreat, and just has to keep sitting there taking that 30 every time between turns. That's right. That is disgusting. It is a pretty... Uh... Pretty nasty little ability. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then uh, we have my favorite dragon type out of Gen 6, uh, Gudra. Yeah! And it has the ability Gooey Regeneration. As often as you like during your turn before your attack, you may discard an energy attached to Gudra. If you do, heal 60 damage. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty much unlimited super potions right there. So even if he was grievously injured, and he's not weak to dragons, so nobody can super one-shot him unless you're a a fairy-type Pokemon, um, yeah, you could easily just withstand 140 damage and then say, well, I'm going to discard two water energy, regenerate him, and then I'm going to deluge two water energy onto him and then just keep using his attack over and over and over. So, yep. And his his attack, Heavy Whip, does a base 80 damage, uh, and then you flip a coin, and if you get heads, it does 40 more damage. So you could potentially be hitting for 120 with him. Indeed. So, it's not a, not a bad Pokemon by any means. It would take quite a bit to get him out and ready because he is a stage 2. But I think that it's possible that this card could see use in dragon decks. Indeed. I, I would I would rate it medium to high probability. Yep. Then, you know, we also have Colorless, and Colorless got some interesting things in the form of Kangaskhan and Mega Kangaskhan, the various EX, rather. Um, Kangaskhan EX has... An attack for one colorless, you triple draw, you just draw three cards. Pretty nice way to start out your round if you're going second. Um, Mega Kangaskhan EX, uh, he's very luck dependent. Um, Wham Bam Punches his attack, does 100 plus 30 more for each uh, heads you get, and you just keep flipping a coin until you get tails. So... You have the potential to do a lot of damage, or you could have the potential to do just 100. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it's not horribly overpowered. Like, it is, it is luck-dependent, because Mega Kangaskhan in the video game is just a jerk. 
<laughs> well, I do not like Mega Kangaskhan at all. Well, with Flipteeny or with that new item card that was coming out in Japan, that Foul Play coin, you could Ooh. potentially just decide to reflip all of your coins. So if you flip your first coin and get Tails, you could then opt in to say, well, I'm going to flip again. And even if you got a single heads more, that's still 30 more damage that you're doing. That's true. So, you know, maybe we'll... I know Darren was thinking about, you know, hey, that would be a really cool item, uh, card to look at. So maybe we'll see something from him in the future with that. Um, for some of the other basic Pokemon, I guess... I base Yeah, that's a pretty good term for it. Um, Snorlax has an ability where you have to flip two coins instead of one if it's asleep between turns. If either of them is Tails, the Pokemon is still asleep. So if you really don't want that Snorlax to wake up and you only feel like having a 25% chance to wake up between turns, um, you know, that's the card for you. Yeah. Um, there was also Furret. Where for one colorless, you can Buried Treasure Hunt, uh, look at the top four of your deck, and then put two of them in your hand and discard the other two. That could be an interesting card to play, depending on like what deck you're running. Because, I mean, it's it's nice to have the choice of of two of the four cards, but then to have to discard the other two you're you're kind of risking you know having to discard something that you need so i mean it it could put you in a a bit of a tough situation i suppose but um in that sort of scenario i'm if you if you encounter a situation where you've lined yourself up perfectly so that you're drawing four of the cards that you absolutely need i mean then you just were shuffling super well then, and yep, I don't know. Oh, you know me, Sam. I always shuffle super well. You you do, you you do. <laughs> uh, All right, Josh, you're back now. Yes. Good deal. Yay! All right, we were just going to uh, finish talking up about Furret here. <laughs> so <laughs> Furret. Furret. Yeah. Um, and you actually then, have good timing because I need to get going here in about the next two minutes or so. Yep. <laughs> so, and then we'll, I don't know, there was also Lopany where you can return all cards and this Pokemon attached to it back into your hand with its ability, which, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a Lopany, so. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. It is what it's, it is. It's a lopony, like you <laughs> said. Yep. And then some of the cool stuff though that came out were the items and supporters, and you know the supporters for this set were many and powerful, is what they were. Um, oh yeah. You got Blacksmith, basically you attach two fire energy cards from your discard pile to one of your fire Pokemon. Um, You've got Lysander, which is a catcher in supporter form. Um, You've got, well, Pokemon Center Lady, heal 60 and remove all special conditions from one of your Pokemon. Yeah, 
maybe it's okay. It's it's yeah, okay. It's, I, as a supporter, I, I it's not great. Yeah, but I, I I probably wouldn't burn a supporter on Pokemon Center Lady, but I mean, yeah, it um, might be a nice option. It might be. And then Pokemon Fan Club, essentially two level balls in supporter form. So. Yep. Yeah. And one of the other cards that kind of solidifies my belief that we're definitely losing a lot of the items that we had before. Well, we know we are. We're definitely losing level ball and heavy ball in the next rotation. So um, they're just kind of planning ahead for us here. Um, then we also have the items, which are super impressive this generation as well. Uh, fiery Torch, you can discard a Fire Energy in order to uh, draw two cards. So that's a thing. You've got the Pal Pad, shuffle two supporter cards from your discard pile back into your deck. Super hilarious. That's mm-hmm. going to be a good card. That's going to see a lot of play. It is going to see a lot of play. You would never need to run more than two Lysander in a deck. You could just keep Pal Padding them back, right back into your deck and keep drawing them over and over and over. Yeah, and it's nice to get the one that you want when you want it, too. Yeah, though I suppose if you really wanted to, you could do Random Receiver or Skyla right back. You know, it's, you know, I don't know. It's just the, when you're weeding through your deck, you're eventually going to get those cards back anyway. It's just a matter of time, so. Yeah. Um... Then you've also got Protection Cube, which prevents all damage done to this Pokemon. To the Pokemon, this card is attached to by the attacks it uses. So Mega Charizard Y won't take any damage from its Crimson Dive. Pretty solid. Um, then, uh, surprise, or not surprise Megaphone, startling <laughs> Megaphone. I'm still going to call it surprise, surprise Megaphone. <laughs> That's, it's such a, it's such a cool name. Um, discard <laughs> discard all tool cards attached to your opponent's Pokemon. Very solid. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I wish we would have had something like that with the 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 toolbox and tool drop decks. Yeah, startling megaphone is gonna kill tool drop, but yeah. Oh well. I do have to get going now though, so okay. Um, for. The card that I'm looking forward to most from Flashfire, Crocodile. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh. No. I'm just kidding, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do even... have to get going. So. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. All yep. right. Later, Ken. See ya. All right. Bye. We also had a couple items here that were kind of... You know, just... I don't know. I thought they were okay. I, we had Ultra Ball reprinted. So, we do have Ultra Ball. Need the Ultra Ball. We also have Sacred Ash, which which lets you uh, shuffle five Pokemon from your discard pile back into your deck. So, I don't know. It might see some use. Might not. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've also got Trick Shovel. You can look at the top card of either player's deck, whether your own or your opponent's, and you can discard that card or return it to the top of the deck. So Yeah, if that were an ability, 
it would be really cool. But as a an item, I don't know. Yeah. And then we had one stadium introduced this time around, and that was Magnetic Storm. And it says each Pokemon in play has no resistance. That's the thing, I suppose. I think it's the ideal counter stadium for a deck that runs a lot of Pokemon without resistance. Yeah. Um, if you were running a deck like with Charizard, for example, um, you don't have any resistances to anything, and you have a lot of Pokemon out there who will most likely try to prey on you know, using Shadow Circle or, you know, Fairy Garden or something along those lines, and you want to get rid of their stadium, may as well Magnetic Storm. I mean, they're not going to get any use out of it. You're not going to get any use out of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're not helping them out at all. You know, yeah. you're not you're not giving yourself any bonuses, but you're definitely nerfing your opponent's bonuses. So, yeah. That's always good, especially with that Toxicroak EX and Verbank City Gym, which would be placing 50 damage counters between turns on your Pokemon. <laughs> that would hurt a lot. I need that Toxicroak. <laughs> and then there were also a couple of secret rares. Um, <laughs> just a couple. No, there aren't. Just a couple. Um... The Stoke Charizard got the full art, which is even more of a reason why you should be running the Stoke Charizard. Yep. Um, Magnazone X, the not at all good electric type one, got, yeah. got his full art. It looks really, really cool. It looks cool. It's nice that he has the 180 HP rather than the 170. Yeah. Because it does give them a little boost against those Pokemon that are like, oh, well, I can take out 170 HP EX when I want to. Yeah, but its attacks are not good. No, I mean, Electro Ball, again, it's the 20 per energy. But Dual Bullet could be interesting, as long as there's no Mime on the bench. Yeah, it could be alright. It takes three turns to get him set up, though. I mean, that's three turns that you could probably spend otherwise unless you were running him with dynamotor well yeah i don't know i i could see him maybe swinging something in the rogue deck just kind of have him sit on the bench while you're doing other work and then have him come in and take out two weakened things i suppose we'll definitely have to see yeah um Toxicroak EX, we've talked about him a lot here. He got his full art. Uh, Kangaskhan EX, she got her full art. Um, Lysander got a full art, as we've said before, along with Pokemon Center Lady and Pokemon Fan Club. Mm -hmm. And then there were three secret rares for each of the Mega Evolutions. Um, There's not really anything except... uh, cosmetic differences the text is gold and they have a little bit more gold shiny stuff going on in there yeah like the border of the card is gold yeah and yeah really just yeah yep nothing too special there but you know they've 
I did check Troll and Toad, and people are already starting to look into paying out a, a significant sum for those. So, or at least the Mega Charizard X version one. Mega yeah. Charizard Y is still relatively inexpensive for a brand new card that just came out. So, either way, it's. And I would rather just get the normal one because <laughs> they're the exact same card. Pretty much. It's, yeah, there's really nothing except, you know, vanity going for that one. But I think that's mm-hmm. true of all of the secret rares. It's true. I'm, I'm not going to lie. My full art steel deck is totally a vanity deck. Yeah. So, but I do I do like it a lot. So I do have that going for me. All right, well, and that is Flashfire in a nutshell. We will then be heading on through our Halfway Through Viridian Forest segment here, and we'll hit Pokemon Spotlight after that. Well, we had a listener write in this week. This was Dario. He got about halfway through Viridian Forest and then realized that he did not bring any antidote. Ouch. I know, poor Dario. So Dario writes in and says, Determined to fill out my Pokedex, I decided to spend my road trip getting all the evolutions. I had heard how long it takes to evolve me a Sylveon first. So I went through all the effort to get my Eevee's Ribbon, is its name, Affection, all the way to five hearts. Once I was finished stuffing Eevee full of Pokepuffs and playing random games, it was time to evolve him. I decided to head to the forest that leads to Pokemon Village. I entered the forest, and I figured the first place that I entered is great. Level 50 Pokemon should get my level 20 Eevee to evolve in no time. Soon enough, my Eevee was glowing with evolutionary potential. I waited to see the efforts of all my hard work. When the light cleared, it was a beautiful... Leafeon. Crap. Turns out the patch of grass that was running around in it had an infamous mossy rock. All my hard work was for nothing. Well, back to the beginning. That's harsh. Poor Dario. (laughs) That's harsh. Oh man, I it it makes me sad too because I I've done the same thing, but luckily when it was evolving I was paying attention and I was able to smash B, yep, quickly enough because when I ter- first tried to evolve my Sylveon I guess I didn't have enough affection going on, so it was I think going to be an Umbreon or something I was just like no I love my Umbreon don't get me wrong but. But you wanted a Sylveon. The, well, I needed the Sylveon to fill out the deck, so... Yep. So there you so go. So I, I do feel for you there, Dario. Mm-hmm. And Dario did manage to find his way out of, Vic, out of Viridian Forest here and made his way down to Victory Road... And this is a special Victory Road story because he is 
also doing something that is really awesome because we have the best Pokemon community of all time ever. And he had... He's been wanting to trade this Pokemon with me for a very long while. And it just kind of finally happened now. And for... Uh, for Dario here, he traded over to me a shiny Manectric to give to Natil. Which is awesome. It is very awesome. And because this... shiny Manectric is beautiful. Yep. And, you know, this is the second time now that listeners have traded us shiny Pokemon. Um, the first time was when Adam who used to come to our league in Fargo, traded me a shiny, uh, a shiny melodic. And it was after he had listened to the shiny episode. He was just like, Sam, I have something to trade to you. And I'd been having kind of a bad day that day, so I was just like, well, what do you need? And he was just like, just hop on the Pokemon. And I was like, okay. And ended up getting a shiny melodic. Which is incredible as well. It is. Um, so, yeah, we have the best Pokemon listener community ever. So, I don't care it's what anybody true. else says. We have the best one. Yeah, if so, anybody disagrees with us, you guys let us know and we will fight them. Yes. With Carbinks. Yes, all of the Carbinks. Which is, ironically, <laughs> what we're going to talk about <laughs> next time, or coincidentally, or, I don't know, something. No, it was it we was definitely you. intentional. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what kind of Pokemon are you? How do you do the things you do? Share with me your secrets deep inside. What kind of Pokemon are you? Are you loyal through and through? And do you have a heart that's true? What kind of Pokemon are you? And now it's time for this week's Pokemon Spotlight. This week we are covering Pokemon number 703, Carbink. Carbink is a gray rock-like Pokemon covered in light blue crystals. And when Carbink attacks, it shoots energy from the crystal atop its dome, which is just sweet. It's that like it fires a, laser energy out of its head. It's like a death laser floating rock Pokemon. It sounds yes. like something out of a 1950s horror movie, and I like it. Or out of the most ridiculous anime ever. Yes. Pokemon. <laughs> Carbink is created from extreme underground temperatures and pressure. Wait. Car carbon. Carbink. Yes. I, I get it. I see what you're doing here, Pokemon I Company. I smell what you're stepping in there, Sam. Yes. That means it and its transformation are all diamonds, aren't they? It, supposedly, yes. The okay. crystals could be diamonds. So you've got a diamond laser shooting diamond from the top laser of his laser. beams. That's terrifying. <laughs> Holy Hannah. <laughs> I like Carbink even more now than I used to. Yes. And very, 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 very rarely 
Carbink will transform into Mega Carbink. There really isn't a Mega Carbink. It's just Dianchi or Diancy or Diancipation. I don't know. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> but Diancy or Dianchi, depending on who you are and which pronunciation you like. Indeed. And, you know, Carbink is a card that has now been featured for the very first time in the new Flashfire TCG set. It has a it has an attack for one energy where you can flip a coin if heads you ignore all effects of damage all effects including damage done to that pokemon for the next turn and it also has an attack for three colorless energy where you do 40 plus 20 for each fairy energy attached to that pokemon so diamond laser diamond laser yes yes <laughs> And Carbink also sleep underground after they are created from those extreme temperatures and pressures um, for hundreds of millions of years before typically being awoken during excavations. Because, you know, those drills make noise and Carbink's like, hey, what up? I'm awake now. That'd be the scariest thing ever to dig into just be like yeah we found a diamond deposit all of a sudden all kinds of carbink with their diamond lasers yes that would be horrifying just like <laughs> we've made it. a horrible mistake oh <laughs> uh, carbink is only available to catch in reflection cave which reminds me i need to go to reflection cave now why is this because I need to catch a carbink. I've never found a carbink. You don't have a carbink? I don't have a carbink. Oh, my Sam. I know. I'm a horrible person at this. I need you, diamond you need lasers. To, you need to play Pokemon, Sam. I know. I do. I I don't know what's going on here, but I don't approve. <laughs> <laughs> and carbink is by far the most defensive Pokemon with base defenses of 150 apiece. Solid. He is quite the solid diamond laser firing fairy. Man, we make the fairy type Pokemon sound amazing. When really sometimes they're just not, sadly. Yeah. Still, you know, Carbink is what Carbink does. Doesn't have very good offensive stats. No, but, you know, it's basically going to sit there and kind of try to be a shuckle, even though he is no spud. He, he is ain't no, no spud. spud, that's for sure. That four times weakness to steel is not going to treat him well. No, that is no, no. He does get sturdy, though, is his hidden ability. So. He does get sturdy. So if you want to pull some triple battle shenanigans and have a sturdy Shedinja, you could do that. <laughs> But <laughs> aside from sturdying your Shedinja, Carbink and Sturdy don't really bode too well for each other. Because really, with the base 150 defenses, you're not going to want to be out against anything that can super effectively hit you, especially four times. Yeah. So having Sturdy, I don't know. Yeah. All right, and it is time once again for Question of the Week, 
we've kind of been kind of all over the place with questions of the weeks for the last several weeks, but we're going to try and get back on track here with this one. Uh, this week's question, what card are you looking forward to the most from Flashfire? And I I know that that's kind of an open-ended question here, so I'll also put in the caveat here that you can either choose it based on how competitive it'll be, whether it's a really awesome Pokemon that you like, or just based on its artwork, because there is some beautiful artwork that came out this new set. Agreed. Well, I'm I'm going to do a couple different cards. Okay. Because I do love the Toxic Oak. I think that he is going to be a very fun Pokemon to run in a deck. Just because Pokemon. Yes. But I would have to say that my favorite Pokemon in the set, not for its competitive use, is Furret. <laughs> I, and I'm serious. Like, I love Furret. Anybody who has listened to any episodes knows that I love my Furret, my shiny, just beautiful little Swiffer. But this Furret looks angry. And he's like super burrowing through the ground at hyper mega speeds. And it's just cool. Like his little face and he's just mad and he wants to kick things and bury their treasure and discard their stuff. And yeah. Yeah, I just, I love Furret. And this card actually looks really cool. The artwork on it is pretty sweet, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So, that's that's what I'm going with for my favorites. All so, right. Sam, what are you looking forward to most? For sheer artwork value, I'm looking forward to Charizard EX, the full art. Because okay. that is a very beautiful card. They, it is. They rendered Charizard very well in that. Um, and just for sheer competitive value, I would say that the Palpad is what I'm looking forward to the most. Because it offers you the ability to run maybe a supporter or two less, and you can keep reseeding any supporters that you might have Junipered or Sycamored away. And it also lets you take any Lysander that you might have in your deck, which is also a nice, solid competitive card, and put those back into your deck, too. Mm -hmm. So, you've still got the ability to get those cards with Palpad, and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I forgot about trainers and supporters when I was looking <laughs> through stuff. That is, a, that is a great card. It is. And now for any of the listeners who would like to respond to this one, we have a slightly smaller, slightly smaller, uh, trading card game audience this time around here with our show. But for those of you who are interested in collecting cards or just looking at really pretty cards or just have a general curiosity in the Pokemon trading card game, you can send your reply to this question of the week in one of several ways. You can send it to the D20 Radio Network forums at d20radio.com backslash forums. You can send it to us at the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash the underground podcast. You can send it to us in a tweet format at to the Twitter account at Radio Rotome, or you could also send it to us via email at the underground mailbag at gmail.com. Or you could try yelling really loud. 
we might get that too. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, you can find back episodes of The Underground on iTunes or at our website, theundergroundpodcast.wordpress.com. Please subscribe to the show via the iTunes store or directly through the RSS feed on our website. If you like what you hear, leave us a review or rating on iTunes. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them with the nearest deli bird to our mailbag. Or you can just email us at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear your bumpers. Just record an MP3 of yourself telling us that you dig the underground and send it in. We'll play it at the top of the next episode. Please join our discussion over the D20 Radio Network forums at d20radio.com slash forums. We're also on Twitter at Radio Rotome and on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash the underground podcast. Please join us again next week when we review the sixth Pokemon movie. So until next time, Pokefans, remember that our secret base is always open to you if you can find it. The Underground Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license, and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pokemon is a registered trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, 4Kids Entertainment, and Wizards of the Coast. Music used in the show comes courtesy of the OC Remix album, The Missing No Tracks. These songs and thousands more can be found at www.ocremix.org. All original audio, textual, graphical, and video content associated with the Underground Podcast are the sole copyright intellectual property of Nikhil Erickson and Samuel Ranke in affiliation with the D20 Radio Network.